welcome back to this week's episode of Here to Make It Queer. I am very excited because I think this is my furthest away guest I've ever had. All the way from Vancouver, we have Scarlett Bobo from season one of Canada's Drag Race. How the hell are you? Hello, darling. I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Very excited to have you on. Me too. How are things in Vancouver? Are they starting to turn a little bit normal again or... Yeah, things are pretty good right now. Um, you know, we are allowed to go to restaurants and uh, some bars. Um, they're starting to turn a little bit normal here, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy I'm in Vancouver because I know a lot of Canada right now, well, most of Canada is in like super, super lockdown, but we've been behaving in Vancouver, so. That's like Yeah, the- we're doing pretty good. The whole of the UK is just a bit of a mess, but a hot mess. Oh no. It's, we had, like, we've had three lockdowns now. We've had, like, a bit in between where it was, like, a semi-lockdown. And now it's just gone back to everything's gone wrong. Yeah, it can, we, in Toronto, we had, we, were, we had shows in Toronto and shows in Vancouver. And uh, we were allowed to go on a little um, drive and drag tour, which is super fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, now it's like no shows anywhere and some of us are on lockdown and some of us aren't. I thought that they should have just put the whole country on lockdown again to like really clear everything up, but I'm not a government official. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly think if we had just get rid of them all, bring new people in. Yeah. Bring us in. So something I wanted to mention as well that you shared on your Twitter that I didn't realize you're the only queen, other than I think it's Bianca, to never place low on a non All Star season, which is insane. Yeah, I uh, I was pretty I was pretty gagged by that fact. I didn't even really know until um, the show came out, and then I was like, oh yeah, that was a pretty big deal because I guess some of the girls have gotten like you know bottom three, but still never had to lip sync. Um, yeah, I'm very proud of that fact, and I hope I could take that fact all the way to All Stars. I am just you know? waiting for the like crossover, like Holland, UK, Canada, US. I know, me too. We do. We put out um, the internet, kind of like made this little friendship between me, uh, me Blue Hydrangea, and Widow Von Du. Twitter just like saw all of us talking, and then we're like, "This is the top three in All Stars International that we need." So yeah, so you've already got your top three for the next All Stars. It's gonna be me, Blue. And Widow Von calling it now. <laughs> That's the thing I love about Twitter is you get to, see, like, I love all you and Widow's interactions on there. Oh, yeah. We become, like, friends over, like, the internet, which is so funny. We, like, talk every day and we've never even met. It's, I think it's really, I think it's so fun. It's because it's such, I feel like it's such a unique shared experience. So there's only probably 100, 170, 800 80 people that have been through what you guys have both been through being on the show. Yeah. Like, especially, like, we, like, we all, like, obviously all the girls stick pretty tightly with their season. Um, you know, we talk, we talk, we have a group chat. We talk, like, every single day in our season. Um, be, and we all hang out with each other, like, as much as we could before. Because it's, like, you know, no one really knows, like, the craziness that goes on and, like, the stress and and everything that happens in the season so yeah we we definitely have like a, a really weird bonding experience <laughs> and i think the fans uh really enjoyed the canadian season as well 
yeah, it was like our season was so chaotic. Um, it was so fun and so wild. Uh, yeah, we had a it was it was a really good time. But uh, I mean, yeah, I'm really glad that the fans really enjoyed our season. Because I think that for me, the funniest moment is Jimbo popping up eating that sandwich. Oh my god! When me and Boa were having our dramas, <laughs> and Jimbo's just like spying on you. And she was like, you should go talk to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to eat my sandwich when stir the pot over here. Yeah, you should do that. Because <laughs> it's sort of, while it was airing, there was obviously a lot of conversation about some questionable judging. But I'm glad that hasn't, like, shadowed over the season afterwards. Yeah, there was definitely, yeah. Um, there was some questionable judging. You know, I feel like I was robbed for a couple of weeks. But, you know. <sighs> Still made it to the end of that lip syncing, which I do. I don't regret it. I do wish I got like maybe one lip sync in there before the final lip sync because no one really got to see like me lip syncing until the very, very, very end, which is still really fierce. <laughs> I think you've got like a hidden advantage though, because now when you can come tour and things, you, they don't know what to expect and you can blow them away. Yeah, everyone's like, whoa, she can really do that. <laughs> and you haven't been able to go on your trip to Cuba yet. I know. I, I was actually supposed to be in the UK in February and then in the UK in May, but that's clearly not happening. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know you were coming. Had it not yeah, been I was, it had not been announced yet. No. So I was coming. Um, it, was, I, it was a really cool tour that I was coming into in February, but um, I think it's just being postponed. And then I know... Um, I know me and a couple of the other uh, Canada's Drag Race girls were supposed to come in May. Um, that one, I, I'm not really sure what's happening because the world is unsure what's happening as well. <laughs> yeah. There was that like tiny window where like international touring was possible because we had Jimbo. Um, yeah, yeah. And we were, when Jimbo was there, we were on our um, drive and drag tour and Jimbo was in the UK. It was... It was chaos, is all I can say, about Jimbo's show. <laughs> oh, I bet. Jimbo's, uh, Jimbo's, like, one of my favorite people in the whole world. And I, every time I get to see her on stage, I'm like, what's gonna happen? Wow! Exactly. I tweeted afterwards, I, like, I was like, I have a bit of chorizo on my jacket, there's fur on me, and there's saliva on my shoe. Oh my god. I was like, god. that's sounds all you need to know. Sounds like you went to a Jimbo show. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think that, I guess one of the fears with all these international seasons is that it's only going to be watched by the people in that country. But I think like the UK season one and your your season has obviously showed that internationally they're loved. Yeah, I really, I'm really happy. Yeah, the, the um, we like the idea, I feel like the UK season, the Canada season, definitely share a big fan base. Um, I know I've got a ton of fans in the UK and um, and a lot of it is because everyone watched um, Drag Race in the UK. I actually never even finished Drag Race in the UK. I only saw the first season I only saw halfway through because we had to go to filming and um, it was super crazy. And then when Crystal came, we yeah. were like, we we're like, what happened? What happened? Tell us everything. What's going on? Are, did you win? And she's like, no, I didn't win. We're like, no. And we're like, who's in the final? What's going on? Tell us everything. <laughs> That's so funny, because I didn't realize that it hadn't all been aired at that point. 
Yeah, we left right in the middle. I think the last episode I watched was Snatch Game. That and then we Snatch Game. That was a really good Snatch Game. Yeah, and then we had to and then we had to hightail it into isolation. <laughs> did you did you have to isolate before filming? No, this is No, I just mean like it? yeah, I just mean like isolation from the world. <laughs> but I love all the like excuses people use as well, like I'm going on a cruise or I know, I'm like, girl, I was just, I was lucky because we, uh, I was going to move to Amsterdam, me and my husband, and um, we, then I got called on the show, and then we we're like, oh, okay, well, I guess we can't move to Europe anymore because I'm on a Canadian show, and, um, and so we had just said, oh, I'm moving to Vancouver, which my, my partner, my P- Peter, my fiance, he moved, like, the day after I went to go filming, so basically everyone in Toronto knew that I had gone to Vancouver and then everyone in Vancouver was like, oh, I guess she must not be coming out yet. <laughs> That's sneaky. Yeah, so I had a, I had a, pretty, good, a pretty good story. <laughs> Do you think you're still going to move to Amsterdam at some point? I think so, yeah. I think, it, I think it's probably going to be like a five-year plan. I would like to do like maybe like six months out of the year in Amsterdam and six months in Canada. I love Amsterdam so much. I think it's like the coolest place in the whole world. Amsterdam or London. We really fell in love with London as well. The UK, drag in the UK is wild as well. Oh, it's so fantastic. I was a big fan of uh, Liquor's Black and Cheddar Gorgeous before um, I started going to the, before I started going to Europe. And then I got to perform with them at the Milkshake Festival one year. And I was like, oh my God, like just like freaking out because like UK drag is so, I don't know, it's just so cool. It just has so much, there's so much talent and there's so many different types of queens and it's, it's UK drag is really, really fierce. I interviewed them this morning, actually. It was uh, oh my God, really? Cheddar and Anna. And, and I mentioned I was interviewing you as well. Oh my God, that's so fierce. I love them. But, I always love their intro lines. I'm Cheddar Gorgeous and I'm Anaphylactic. <laughs> oh, they're so funny as well. And I just think from there being so many different seasons of Drag Race now, it shows that drag is not one thing. Drag doesn't fit. Oh off. yeah. For sure. And uh and, and I, I like that every season, like, you know, even if you're a comedy queen, like there's sti- people like to put people in boxes like, oh dancing queen or comedy queen or whatever, but even like if you're a comedy queen, that doesn't mean you're just a comedy queen. You know what I mean? Like, like every comedy queen has like a different look or a different style or a different persona. And uh, and I like that we get to see all this, diff- like all the different drags from around the world. Really, it's really cool to kind of like get a little peek into into ev- all the drag around the world. I think it's super fun. Because I think that it just shows the variety of it, like you said. And they do yeah. club kids in the UK do this like call- it's like the Twisted Circus, I believe it's called, as a tour they do. I know. And I was like, as soon as I, I think it was your hair runway, I was like, she needs to go on this tour. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> I think, I mean, there's, because there's so much, there's US, UK, Canada, Holland, Spain, and Australia now. Do you agree that this sort of like concept of drag race fatigue, do you think there can ever be too much? Um. So, like, as a viewer, I'm not sure because, like, I, like, I love that I get Drag Race UK on Thursdays and Drag Race US on Fridays right now. Like, I'm like, nice. Like, that's really exciting for me. 
as a person who was on Drag Race, I think it's too fucking much. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think it's just because, like, you know, I'm, I want to have my season to, like, flourish and whatever. And now we're, we're, I'm kind of like already, like, two seasons behind. And then we're three seasons behind, actually. And then, like, Holland and Spain. So you kind of have to, like, really, really do a lot to keep, uh, to keep going and to keep being, like, noticed and whatnot when all the other seasons are going on. And me, I'm terrible at the internet. And I finally just, like, made sure, like, my Instagram looks fierce and fabulous. But now everyone's like on TikToks and Tiki talking, and I'm like, oh, I have to learn another thing. There is so, too much to keep up with. I know. Like I keep seeing Crystal and all her TikToks, and I'm like, oh, oh. teach me. Can you do mine? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Hers are so good. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's, I guess that's part of the pandemic as well. It's everyone's had to learn on these new digital skills. Oh yeah, I definitely had to learn how to edit videos. It was uh, a huge pain, um, but now I can edit videos, so that's cool. Because <laughs> I think even like editing videos is daunting, but then if it's a lip sync video, it's even more difficult because you're trying to piece together exactly what's going on. Yeah, and especially like if I have to like lip sync, I have to be like, okay, I have to get the song and my words at that moment, and da da da. I'm like. I have a newfound respect for everybody that worked on my videos, my music videos in the past. I have a newfound respect for them. But now you can make your own. Yeah, but not as good, but yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, obviously season one went incredibly well because season two has been announced that they're casting for that now. Who, How exciting! Who do you want to see on it? Because I know obviously you have a drag family as well. Oh, that's so hard. Everyone keeps asking that question. And I'm like, ugh. I have, like, I have so many, you know, amazing, talented friends that I think could be incredible on it. Um, God, to name a few, like, uh, my daughter, Akira, is an AFAB queen, and I know she's applying this season, and I would love to see, you know, different representation um, of drag on the spectrum uh, shown. Um, my drag daughter Tablewell, I know. Uh, I don't know if she's applying this season. I think she's not ready. I think she's waiting until next season. Um, but you know, like Ivory Towers and Helena Poison, um, in Toronto, and to find Darling Jada Hudson, I think would be so funny. Um, we've got like, and then in Vancouver, you know, we've got Berlin, who is a beautiful trans drag performer, and I would love to see more representation for trans people on the show, um, you know, Geometric, Kendall Jenner, uh, Eva Scarlett, um, Rogue, there's so many amazing, amazing queens. And then you go to Calgary, there's, there's you know, Perla, Nabia, and Mona Moore. Like there's so many queens kind of all over Canada that like y'all haven't even seen yet. You just, you guys just got a few, everyone just got a, a little taste of Canada, but yeah, we're hardworking girls in Canada. I was going to say, I'd love to see Rogue on because it's very, their drag is very gender bendy. Ah, uh, I love Rogue's drag so much. Yeah, I think, uh, I think they'd be really, really, really fantastic. Definitely. And speaking of season two of an international spinoff, have you been keeping up with the UK series so far? Well, we've only had one episode, but. Oh yeah, I watched it twice already. It's so good. I'm really obsessed. I don't know if I like, I might like, the UK girls more 
I don't know. Like, I think for me, like the looks in on U.S. Drag Race are like they're serving like really, really, really incredible looks. And I've got like a handful of favorites from the U.S. season, but this U.K. season is really good. Yeah, I think it's there's just something different about the two that I can't quite describe. But watching, the yeah, British there's a lots of there's lots of big personalities on the UK season, like big, big, big personalities. And yeah. and a lot of times, like, you go for the looks, you watch the show for the looks, and you watch the show for the the queens, but sometimes the season has both, sometimes they have one or the other, and I think right now, like, they both kind of share something. Like, th- there's so much personality on the UK season, but then the looks are so, so next level on the, on the US season, so I'm just pleasantly gagged by both seasons right now. I know, and it's I was so sad about the elimination. Heartbreaking. I know. I like, I feel so bad for Joe Black because Juicebox is my best friend. And so when, when that happened to Juicebox, I was like, oh, no. And I, I'm obsessed with Joe Black. Like she's the type of girl that like I could see doing shows with and like getting wasted with. Like she's like, she's like my type of queen. And, um, I felt so bad and I was like, oh my God, I wonder what like Joe Black and Juicebox are thinking of when we're now going into episode four of the US season and no one's been eliminated yet. I was exactly. like, oh, you did them dirty. <laughs> Honestly, and that's what, because obviously I enjoy both, but on the US one, it's a little bit like, I kind of want to see, it's not that I want to see anyone go, but I want to see some progression because there's no progression yeah. at this point. And now, like, we're going to episode four, and there's still 13 girls. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. a lot. <laughs> and I was like, if the UK has to lose Joe, this is just not right. I know. And, like, she's such a star. I felt so bad. But she's still going to be a big star. You know what I mean? I just, like, I yeah. definitely, I definitely, like, and even that her promo look, her entrance look, like, I could just tell, like, she had a big bag of tricks, like, waiting you know and i i just wanted to see more i'm almost like more excited to see what joe puts on instagram than i am the new episodes because i'm like i just want to see these looks i know when they were when they were reading um him for that outfit i didn't i didn't know what um like what building he was talking about oh they're like oh i thought what was it uh the brighton pavilion oh yeah is it actually white or is it gold it's white on the outside, but it's very ornate and gold on the inside. And they were all reading over that outfit. I'm like, that outfit was so like extravagant and wild. I'm like, how are you being like reading her for that outfit? And then like someone else would like wear like a cute puffy jacket. And then like, you're not gonna, I just, I don't know. I thought the judging on this, on this first episode was a little, a little uh, out there. And that lip sync song, so good. But, like, I would never be like, you know what lip sync song I'm going to lip sync to? This one. Yeah. Because I feel like that'd be so hard to do anything. And no one understood that she was going down the elevator. And then she was upset because she had to go back up the elevator. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone was like, what is she doing? I'm like, she's clearly in an elevator. (laughs) Well, because, like, Joe sings live, which I think we've seen before. Because I don't think they lip sync. I think they just sing live oh i don't mean just but like that's what they that's their that's their stick yeah so i think so that would that would be hard to like now to all of a sudden like 
lip sync to a, a strange song that you'd probably never think of doing before. Yeah, because they just put a cover out on YouTube like of them live singing it. That song? Yeah. Oh, fierce. I have to check that out. I'm hoping they do it every week. Oh, but yeah, that'd be really cool. If you're up for it, I think we should toot and boot some of these iconic looks. Yes, give me these promo looks, honey. Let's. Oh, technical difficulties already. Which. We're not even surprised by because this is me. Um, <laughs> I don't worry. I wanted to run a podcast before, and I'm like, how do I do that? I have like my mic and my pop filter and like all my stuff, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. That's literally me. It's like I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm doing <laughs> it. But you're doing it. Which is that like sometimes I'm sitting here trying to like edit audio, and I'm like, I've got seven tabs of YouTube videos open, being like. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I bought a pop filter and everything. I've commandeered a microphone. <laughs> it's, it's worked. <sighs> oh, my baby. So first up, we have the gorgeous taste. Oh, God. I just, like, when the Meet the Queens videos and everything came out, I just, I was weak in the knees when I saw Taste. Everything about her, every everything about her attitude, her like her confidence, like she just exudes power. Like you could just tell, like that's not a girl that I ever want to challenge, you know. And this look is just like I, she just said, "I want to be naked and I want to have little floofies all over me, and I'm gonna give you like the longest inches you've ever seen." I love this look. She looks incredible. You know, I love when a when a, a nude illusion matches whatever skin tone you are. And like she it just it just looks rich. Like she looks yeah. like she should be walking in some wild fashion show. I'm obsessed. She looks expensive in that hair. She does. A lot a lot of these girls look expensive. Like they they didn't they didn't come to play, honey. They did not. Not. Next up, we have Lawrence Cheney, who I'm already in love with. I'm in love with when I saw the Meet the Queens. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I was like, she seems fun, but I like that first episode. I she made me she got me to cry. I cried, and I'm so obsessed with her. She's so fun. She's so bubbly. Um, I really like this look. I love the. I love that she went like. Well, a lot of the girls went like full monochromatic with everything. And I love her makeup. I love her hair. This outfit is so fun because it's like, like the bottom half is like, I'm just like a slutty girl that wants to go party. And the top is like, but I'm also royalty. So back up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just so well put together. And I think it's hard to pull off these like brightly colored wigs, but she like tied it with it her brows. Is. Yeah, I think that I'd probably want red, if I, red or black, if I get to pick a color. But I, I really like red. I'd probably pick red. Red hair with it. Yeah, I think so. But I, yeah, I think so. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. I'd probably just wear my outfit that I wore for my promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then next up, here's some red for you. Uh, uh, the gorgeous Cherry Valentine. I hate her because she's so pretty. Oh she's my god. Stunning. She's so pretty. And this this outfit, it was like, oh my god. It's it's like it's so dominatrix. It's so hot. The way it hugs her body is incredible. And then all the way down to the bottom, and then you've got this like little ruching moment that is like an upside down rouge that goes into the train. It's just, it's really, really lovely. I love her hair. I want to know what symbol that is. I want to know what cult she's a part of because I want to join it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really, and the red contacts, the red lit, it's just, it's really, really, really wonderful. I really love it. I think she's the one who think, uh, thinks about the details. And like, oh yeah, we already know that she's got a clear point of view and a clear perspective. Oh, for sure. She said, I'm on Drag Race and I'm going to look like I'm on Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm big, super excited to see what else she brings to the runway. Um, oh, me too. She's, she's one to watch, I think. Oh, uh, she's, I think she's definitely one to watch. Next up, we have Tia Coffee. I, I, I like Tia. Um, I, at first I was like, mm, I'm not sure about her, but now I, you know, I'm starting to like her a little bit more after the first episode. Um, I like this outfit. I just wish it was more like, I don't know, like more glammed up a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I really love like a nice flowing, like revealing, like rappy outfit. I think it's hot. I think I just would have like, I don't know, done like a, like a super shimmery fabric or, or like dressed it up differently. But I think she looks fucking hot. I think her face is stunning. I think she's, she's fun. And you know, I like her cause she's fun. She's the girl that's not, um, not afraid to start drama in, on, on this season, I think. Yeah, I think, and I think she's going to be a very funny queen. I know she sings live as well. So I think she's going to do really well in next week's challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see that. Yeah, because, like, I, well, I, yeah, because she, like, even when she was, like, where's she from again? Uh, Nottingham. Yeah, and she was saying, like, she was, she was saying about something about uh, her type of queen to compare to East London queens, because East London queens, they can't really perform. And then Bimini came in, and I, I was like, uh-oh, there's going to be drama. Uh, yeah, because she's fr- <laughs> I think she's from Nottingham, but I think she works in Clapham in London. Okay. Right, there's right, right, so right, many, right. like, London drag rivalries, it's mental. I love that. I, I live for that. I, these girls are shady. Like, right first episode, yeah. they're like, yeah, she's going to go home. Yeah, I don't see her, la- I don't see her lasting. I'm like, oh, get it. <laughs> it was uh, when Lawrence and Cherry met, and Lawrence was like, "Well, I guess they don't have good teeth in Darlington." I was like, "Oh my god!" I was in, like, man. "Oh my god!" I was screaming. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> and then next up, we have Bimini Bomboulash, who is the best ah! drag queen ever. Who I I think is the best drag queen in the whole world. Um, I started fangling over her on Instagram and we have now started talking and chatting and she's my best friend now uh, because we need to be best friends and I want to just go on some like burlesque stripper circus tour with her and like, you know, she could do pole, I could hang from the silks one, we could both like set each other on fire 
and get naked and uh, that will be the show. <laughs> I think she's um, definitely got the personality. Oh, she's so funny. I can barely understand a goddamn thing she says and I absolutely love it. Um, this outfit, I think, is so funny and so ridiculous at the same like it's there's so much you know like the big hair is so so big and she's so tiny and I live for it and she almost looks like uh you know someone that should be like in some royal throne but also like a mix between like a powerpuff girl yeah like she looks like a royal superhero and I really live for it she's been Um, like the wife that Henry VIII would not have killed, like he would have kept her. If she was a seven. <laughs> yeah, he would have been like, "I'm gonna keep you because you you look like you could party, girl." Yeah, <laughs> and she's, it, she'd be on the pole like, because it's quite interesting that both her and Lawrence went for like time period references, which I think sort of shows British drag a little bit as well. I think uh, I don't know. Is that like do a lot of do a lot of British queens do that? Oh, I just met in the fact that like. I probably didn't word that as well as I could have, but like as their introduction to the world, taking these little British right. references, they're like, "I'm proud as fuck to be British." Yeah, well, because she's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. from Norwich, which is like 15 minutes down the road from me, which is a bit mental because I've never seen her perform there. Oh, crazy! Oh my god, if you get if you have, if you see her perform, you have to Facetime me. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the chaotic creature that is Ginny Lemon. Oh my god. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't want to say anything bad about Queens because like I know how awful it was when I was like looking at uh, when I was getting judged sort of by other Queens. I'd be like and they wouldn't like a look up on it. And I'd be like well screw you because you don't know me. Ugh. Um, I just like I can't stop looking at the Crocs and I hate Crocs with a bloody passion. Um and so I just really can't stop looking at the Crocs. Uh, <laughs> that, that's Ginny, though. I know. I think, so, as, like, an outfit goes, like, obviously I would never wear that in my whole life. <laughs> I think I just need to get to know Ginny as, like, the chaotic character that she is to, like, appreciate it more. Yeah, <laughs> that's my I, safe way of saying that. Of saying that, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> I think it's gonna take the world a little bit to get used to her. But like from a British perspective, Ginny is probably equally as much of a legend as Joe in like the UK scene. Yeah, because she's just so wild. Yeah, she's yeah. Got... Like you know, like she's like the Jimbo. Like I think you do never know what you're gonna get. So this is why I think I would get along with her very, very well. I think yeah. I think we'd be friends, and I think. Um, you know, she would drive me nuts and we'd fight and then we'd get drunk and we'd be friends and we'd get over it. And, um, yeah, I definitely would like, uh, to go to one of her shows because she looks like a whole bag of tricks. I would like to see her and Jimbo do a show together, to be honest. I was just gonna say, I'd love to see her and Jimbo. Oh my God. They, yeah. I wonder if they would hate each other. If they would really like each other. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it'd be like a mix of like, I love the chaos, but like, all right, you're a little bit too much for me. <laughs> Oh, for sure, for sure. Next up, we have the gorgeous Veronica Green in her green number. In her green number. Yeah, I, I wonder if, like, Joe Black and 
uh, Veronica Green were like, these are our colors because it's in our name, so like, all y'all back off. <laughs> I think like the way they gave out the colors worked really well, though. Yeah, I like. I'm I'm curious to know if they gave out the colors or like if they got to pick them. But I think it all worked really, really, really well. Like that orange on Tia is like like doing wonders for her skin tone. Yeah, I think you know they what were I mean? given them. I don't think they got a choice. Yeah, I well, I I think this outfit is beautiful. She reminds me of this girl that we have in uh, Vancouver called Carlotta Girl. It's a very like classic showgirl drag. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be caught dead in it because, like, I would probably, like, rip it and burn it and, like, spray paint it black. Um, but I love, I love classic drag. I just love to to see a queen in, like, you know, that classic big ball gown, like, dripping in diamonds, like, looking expensive. Definitely just came from, like, the Chateau Laurier, you know, an expensive whore. I, just, I really love it. I really do. And I think this is something you can see her performing in because she sings live as well. All you Brits sing live. Like, I need, like, heavy auto-tune <laughs> and, like, a backing vocal track and then you'll get me quietly singing into a microphone. <laughs> she was on the... She auditioned for The Voice as well. Oh, really? Oh, didn't Ginny do, uh, like, Britain's Got X- Talent or yeah. X Factor? Was it X Factor? I think it was X Factor, but that video is... Oh my god. It's like Ginny Lemon, 28, Human Resources. I just so funny. Like I would let her do I, I would go see her for my HR problems for sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is another comedy queen who I adore, sister sister. This outfit is so fun. She remind she looks like she should be in Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Um it's so like if someone said, "Oh, go make a blue outfit." Like if this is the last thing that I would ever picture of making. I, I love it. I love it. I think it's so fun. Where did she find these big lips? What are they made of? How are they on there? How, like they look so glossy. I have so many questions. Is it a purse that like detaches? Like I have so many questions that I want to ask her when I meet her. Um, I love it. I love it all. I think that like. The two kind of tones of royal blue are really cool. Um, and she just looks like a fun girl. She really looks like a fun girl. She does. I love the Marge Simpson hair. Oh, yeah. She's, she, she was on the... Sorry. The what? She was on the what? Oh, she was on the podcast we recorded just before Christmas and it came out last Friday. Oh, fun, 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 fun. She's so sweet. Oh, I know. She look yeah. She looks super sweet. I feel like they. I feel like she got a little looked over this episode. Like, mm. um. So I'm excited to see like what she has because, like, I know me. Like, I I got looked over. I feel like I got looked over like the first two episodes, and then like finally my episode three. I was like, hello, I'm here. You know. So I'm excited. I feel like uh, yeah. I feel like she didn't get a lot of screen time this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm excited to see. You know, and maybe she, I think she's one of those like silent killer types. Because I don't, I, just, I mean, if there's a comedy challenge, she's gonna kill it. But there are also a lot of comedy queens this season. But what I will yeah. say is, her Scouse look, her Liverpool look, was incredibly accurate. And the fact that they suggested she wore slippers appalled me because no <laughs> Scouse woman is gonna do that. She's gonna go out in her heels and her pajamas. 
Like, it yeah, was when so they were accurate. Like, when they said, I want slippers, I'm like, ew, no. Like, if I'm in a house robe and I'm, like, looking fabulous and wasted by noon, like, I'm going to be stumbling around in my heels. I'm not going to wear slippers. Gross. Exactly. <laughs> and literally, as soon as it finished, the episode finished, my friend texted me and she was like, I feel seen. This is exactly what we do. <laughs> That's so funny. I really love that. And next up, the we've already talked about this icon a little bit, but uh, John Black. I love Joe Black. I love this. This is something that I would like. Like, can I buy this off her? You know, like if I'm gonna wear a gown, I'm gonna wear a gown that's like, you know, looks like I could, you know, go party and go do a show and then like crawl back into my coffin at night and like you know say bye to everybody and wait till tomorrow. Um, I love this look. The rings on her fingers look really badass. I I had spiky rings on my fingers, so obviously I like those. Um, her face, like she looked stunning. Her face, her jewelry, everything, head to toe, just looks so witchy. Like she doesn't take a broom to go see you. Like she has like you know skeleton horses and a carriage that she flies in. <laughs> It's, she definitely thinks about the details, and I love her cheek contour. Oh yeah, like she—it's it, like almost like lower, so it like makes herself look just like gaunt. And and I don't know if like that's an accent that like she just normally has, or if it was like an if it's an accent that she like kind of like puts on a little bit. But I just I'm obsessed. That's what she sounds like all the it's, time. It's that yeah. It's um. Port, well, because she lives in Brighton now, but she's from Portsmouth, and it has a very like rough, like naval accent. Oh my god, I lo- I was like, I was like, is she like putting on a character or what? But I, I live, I live and breathe. I'm obsessed. I, I think it's fabulous. Next up, we have on the complete opposite side of the color palette, the <laughs> diamond. Okay, so like, I would like, I don't ever wear pink. <laughs> so I'd be like, if I got pink, I'd be like, ugh. But to me, she looks like someone that I want to like cuddle with, like as like a plush toy. Um, this look and her entrance look, I think, were so incredible. The fact that she makes all of this, like the detail on the ruffles and the frills, and like her entrance look, which like it, every single ruche was like double hemmed or so I don't even know what, what you call it because I can't sew but like I cannot believe that she makes all of her stuff it is like next level so beautiful um I'm obsessed with this I love that she kind of looks like a little clown yeah because I love being a clown um I think it's like my I think I love myself the most when I'm in drag as a clown um, yeah, I absolutely love this look. I think she looks so cute. Uh, she looks so bubbly. I want to hang her um, from my ceiling and beat her with a stick like a pinata. She looks so cute. She's really <laughs> smart as well with the way she's done it because she's like six, seven in drag, I believe. Oh, really? So, and, but she looks really dainty in this. She looks super dainty. I would have never guessed that she was that tall. I think it's like the little hat that does it for me. It's like, how can a person that tall wear a hat so cute? Yeah, I'm like, so like that hat must be like touching the ceiling. (laughs) Just like (laughs) scraping the roof. Yeah, oh my God, I live. I think that's so Who was the one that, 
Oh, was it Cherry Valentine that had to walk in a second time? Yeah. Yeah, oh my god, I thought that was so cute. <laughs> I love that, because her, her heels are massive. So I yeah. think that's what did it. This next queen is Astina Mandela, who is also looking gorgeous. Astina Mandela looks absolutely beautiful. Like, when I first saw this look, like, putting up, putting it up against all the other looks, I felt like it kind of gets, like, washed away a little bit. But brown is also a really hard color to do. But the fact that, like, she found this, like, sheer, like, black or black brown, like, chartreuse fabric. I don't know. Is chartreuse a color or a fabric? Chartreuse You're asking the wrong person. I think I just, I think I really just made a boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> I have a gown like this, and it's, I don't know if it's the chartreuse is a color but or if it's the fabric. Anyways. This like her the fabric literally looks like her skin. Like she oiled herself up so good, and the, it just it she looks like her legs are a million miles long. Um, I think it's fierce. I think it's like a perfect like clubby look as a promo look. Like I was like okay, like that was like a choice, I guess. Um, I I would have got bigger for a promo look just because like I don't know. I I was too I was I was personally too scared to go like not big enough. Um, but I think she looks fantastic. She looks like a supermodel. I wish I was that skinny again. I hate her so much. Um, and and she said she was like, she let those girls know right away. She was like, I am a dancing queen. Y'all better watch out if you have to lip sync against me. And I was hoping she would have, she would lip sync this episode because I was like, I just wanted to see her go off. I'm like, oh, you can't like tell everybody that you're like a lip sync assassin. And then not lip sync. So I am very excited to see her do like a dance challenge. And as she has to lip sync, you know, I'm really excited to watch her lip sync and just like kind of murder it. Yeah, I think her and Taste are going to be lip sync assassins. Oh, for sure. I, I've watched a couple, I watch a lot of videos of Taste uh, performing and uh, it, she's really, really wonderful. And then the last queen we have is Ahura. Love everything about her. She's like really beautiful. Um, her makeup is like wonderful. Um, this outfit is so neat and different. Um, like with this big bow, I, I think it is on the back of her neck, and then the, like the ruching on the the arms, the ruching on the hips to give like more of like a shape. And then, like, you've got these, like, string pieces. And then at the very bottom is, like, all tool. I think it's, like, a really cool use of, like, mixing different kinds of fabric together. Um, and I love that she topped it off with, like, a silver hair. Because, like, she could have gone blue. Like, she could have gone that pastel blue. You know, she could have gone blonde. But I like that she topped it off with, like, this, like, really weird silver updo with that like one piece that's like just wet and slicked down by her face. I think it's, yeah, I think it's really cool. I would wear something like this in black. <laughs> this is one of the looks for me that I was like, yeah, this is a promo look. Oh, for sure. She oh, definitely for sure. like went. Yeah, like that, that's like, uh, like, like taste or, or whatever. Like that's like a, like, okay. Uh, you just said, hey, Here's my promo, like, you know, it's big, it's out there. I love it. It worked really well. Now, yeah. if you had to pick a favorite of the looks, which I know is difficult, 
Uh, of just the looks, like not like the people, like not like ju- the people just the looks, the not looks. the people. And then we'll uh, get into the people afterwards. I think if I had to pick my favorite out of all the looks, I think I would have to pick Cherry Valentine. Same. Just because that that latex moment, like that latex moment, is so beautiful. The way it literally her hourglass shape like goes down and then like the piece comes up and then it's it's just a really like wonderfully constructed outfit and and like a really like way to be like stop season two yeah she was she's like one of my favorites already and i i'm slightly biased because i know two of the queens that worked with her on a lot of her looks for the runways but like as soon as the cast sounds i was like team cherry yes yeah yeah, she's she's good. But I think the whole cast is, as with every season, though, to be honest, the cast is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, like, this, like, I feel like the cast that we had had no boogers on them. I feel like there's no boogers on this season. There's no boogers on 13. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like, I, well, I feel like the queens all around the world generally are kind of upping their game because at this point, it's like, all right, like, which country's next? You know, like, they're like, okay, so all the queens everywhere are kind of, like, stepping up the game. We're like, we're on season two of UK. We're on season, going on season two of Canada. You know, so I think all the queens around the world are like, all right, let's, like, kick it up a notch, which I think is really fierce. Yeah. And I think it's just going to be a good year for drag. Oh, it's going to be a great year for drag. For sure. But something about your season I really wanted to ask you about was the makeover challenge. That was, uh, yeah, that episode made me cry so much. I watched, I rewatched it the other day and I was like, why have I done this to myself? Oh my God. I cried like a, that, that whole week, that whole week I cried like a baby every day. It was just so nice to have like that different energy in the room. Um, you know, not like, it wasn't just like making over like super fans or whatever. It was like super fans that like literally like, we're in life and death situations to get to this point. And I work with Rainbow Railroad. I've worked with them for years. They're like my charity of choice. Whenever I do anything charity related, um, you know, just the work they do at Rainbow Railroad is really, really, really fantastic. And, um, you know, last year I raised $30,000 for them and we saved three people's lives. And it was just like, oh my God, it's one of those things that like, oh my God, like you could actually save a person's life for like as little as $10,000. So, I was so happy with like the prize they gave out that week, meeting all these people firsthand. And it was, it was really, oh God, it was such a, it was a nice, it was a really nice way to like go kind of into the finale, I think. I think it's probably the most touching um, makeover challenge any season's had. Oh, for sure. Like they were like, we're going to make all these queens cry. We're going to make everybody at home cry. Like I had a viewing party for it that episode and everybody in, oh, everybody in the bar was bawling. But are you still in contact with Violet? Pardon me? Are you still in contact with Violet, your new drag I daughter? am, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we hung out that episode. Uh, he introduced me on stage. It was really awesome. Um, and then we hung out a couple times that week, and then Toronto went back in lockdown. So we still talk um, online, but we, I haven't seen him since, uh, since the week the episode aired because it's been really difficult to see anybody. <laughs> yeah. That is the thing. But oh yeah. 
I think that's the beauty of drag is obviously there's the visual aspect and the performance aspect, but drag is a political act and drag is activism. Oh, for sure. And I think it was a really cool way to uh, blend the two worlds together on the show. And not only to do that, but to inspire other drag performers to want to do more and not want to just do drag. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's, I think it inspired other people to say like, look, look, like it's not, it's not that hard to do good. You know what I mean? And so hopefully that does inspire like, you know, other, other Queens and Kings and anybody else in in between to, you know, step it up a little bit more and, um, you know, use your voice and use your platform for, for somebody else. Definitely. And you're no stranger to the activism. You've recently, well, not semi-recently, you had some images of yourself shared illegally. (laughs) Yes, I did. But you managed to turn it into a conversation about body positivity and the way we view our bodies. I mean, how was that experience? It was pretty crazy. Um, you know, like I joked about like, oh, I hope I don't, I hope my dick pics don't get uh, leaked all over the internet. And because I thought like that would never happen. And uh, then it did. And it was kind of like, okay, wow, the internet and the world are, is a scary place and people are awful people. <laughs> um, and I kind of like needed to like step away from like the internet for like a minute and, and whatnot. And, I spoke to a good friend of mine and, and he was like, oh, you're not one to like, you know, bow down and, and, and let other people win. Like, what's going on? Like, you need to, I, I want to see you take this back. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? You're fucking right. Like, I'm going to take this back. This is my body. This is my dick. <laughs> this, you know, this is my life. And I just thought, you know, instead of just kind of sweeping it under the rug and like letting the people who did this win, I was like, no, I'm like, fine. You want to see me naked? I will get even more naked for you and be beautiful while I'm doing that. And just kind of, yeah, like tell people, like show people that like, this does happen to a lot of people and you know, you, you can never kind of prepare for that. And I wanted to, yeah, just start a conversation and you know, let people know that like this happens on all different scales and it's not cool either way, but like, you know, they can like try to do whatever they want. They can try to like, throw your body and body shame you and, and slut shame you all you want. But at the same time, like whatever you do afterwards is kind of what, you know, the conclusion is going to be. If you let that happen, then you let that happen. But if you say, no, screw that, this is my body and I'm going to use my body the way, whatever way I want to, and I'm being safe and I'm not putting myself or anybody else in harm, then I can do whatever I want with my goddamn body. And I will. <laughs> exactly. And I think that, I mean, because it's it's illegal. It's revenge porn. It's illegal, and it's oh yeah, a horrific thing that people do. So I think for you to oh, bounce yeah. back from it shows resilience as well to like your fans. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I'm 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 happy with the outcome of it. I'm not happy it happened. I'm happy with the outcome of it. Yeah. And another sort of step towards sex positivity in the last year, because that's sort of become starting to become a bigger conversation as well which I think is yeah. needed. Did you watch Slag Wars? I did, yes. Oh my God, I love the Cox stories so much. I'm so glad they finally got a show of their own. Oh my God, yes. Um, I wanted Nikki to win just because like, I'm a, I've been a huge fan of her for years. Um, 
I'm happy with the winner, but I was definitely rooting for Nikki just because, like, I love her. I watch all of her shows on YouTube. I think she's so stunning and so cool. So I was a little bummed that she didn't win, but um, it's okay. <laughs> and I think they just showed, like, a different side of reality TV. One of my favorite moments was... Sophie literally crawling through gravel in those boots, being like, right, oh my I'm God, doing she, this. When she was like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna be sick. Like, I can't do it. And she was like, so, like, sucked into all that latex. And then they're like, do you need help? And she was like, no, I got it. Like, just on her hands and knees. I was like, oh my God, you're so cute. And like, I was so, every time they would like burst into like tears because they like had to vote somebody out. They're like, oh, I forgot that we had to do this part. And, <laughs> It was so sweet. Because you don't see, like, RuPaul getting emotional over elimination. She's like, bye. Yeah, she's like, bye. Sashay away. Have fun. So it's (laughs) nice to see some, like, vulnerability in that, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. Totally. And something else I wanted to ask you about that you're quite vocal about, you like, sharing your stories and things, is pot is legal in Canada now. Yeah. Has this changed the nightlife scene a lot, would you say? Um, well, I don't really remember what much of what nightlife is, to be honest. (laughs) Um, I think it definitely did because before, like, I would, like, run out and, like, go hide in the corner in some parking lot or alley somewhere and go smoke a joint. And uh, before COVID, I would, we had this, like, uh, bar in Toronto and the, it was called Garage. They would have garage doors right beside the stage. And so people, my friends would be walking by and smoking a joint. And I would just like hop out the window doing my number and like smoke a joint and like hop back in. So things you couldn't do before. Um, so I think it's definitely changed the nightlife because uh, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, stoners are like, you know, more free to just get high and do whatever they want and um, not be like, oh, no, I'm being judged for being stoned. You know what I mean? I used to be so paranoid before smoking weed, being like, oh my God, everybody knows I'm high. Oh no, I'm so nervous. And now I'm like, who wants to smoke a joy? And everyone's like, we do. It takes the shame away from it as well, doesn't it, when something like that's legalized? Yeah, I don't know why everybody like, like shames for like doing whatever. You know what I mean? If I want to drink, I want to drink. I'm going to smoke five joints tonight. I'm going to let me be me. <laughs> exactly. Um, sort of one last question as we wrap up. What's like the biggest thing that Scarlett has taught your out of drag self? Uh, good question. Um, I think Scarlett, especially on the show, to be honest, I, I realized I was always just kind of trying to go, 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 go. And I was never slowing down before. And the show really made me slow down and be like, and realize everything about myself and realize talents I never had. And like, and it, being Scarlet has taught me to know how to love myself out of drag and know how to love myself inside and out. You know, no matter what I look like, like, you know, I she gained 15 pounds and I got a beard now all of a sudden. And, you know, but it's, it's, it's how I feel, you know, and, and to do things for yourself and to do things for me and, and just it showed me how to love and appreciate myself a little bit differently, which I was really happy about. I think that's a beautiful sort of sentiment. And that, Thank I think, you. Well, people think that, you know, drag is, it's like, a, it's a spectacle, isn't it? It's 
enhancing features and changing things but at the end of the day you take that all off and you're still a person underneath yeah people just all people always see the glamour side of drag you know like the smoke and mirrors and us coming out to the to the stage and the glamour and everything but no one actually really gets to see like be the behind the scenes and like you know sometimes like sometimes we're having a hard night and sometimes we don't feel like being pretty and, and dancing around for an audience, but we do anyways, you know? And, and a lot of times, like, I'd be in a bad mood and I would go on stage and I'd be on stage and all of a sudden I'm like, what was I upset about? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think that's my favorite thing since I've started this podcast is that you get to see the people behind the persona, if you know what I mean. Oh, for sure. And you can sort of show people that extra layer. Oh, absolutely. I think it's really cool. But as we close then, where can everyone find you online on the social medias and things? You can find me at It's Scarlet Bobo, uh, ITS Scarlet Bobo on Twitter, TikTok, uh, and Instagram, even though I only have like, I don't even think I have a TikTok up. <laughs> but I'm going to try to start TikTokking. And um, yeah, you can find my music on Amazon and Spotify and Apple Music. And my new album's coming up soon, so keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah. I have new jock straps that I just launched today. <laughs> <laughs> is that Bobo on your... jock straps. Is that on your merch site? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Duh. You can check my merch site. It's shop.scarletbubble. There's shop slash scarletbubble.com, I think. <laughs> I don't and even if, know what I find my merch. And if you're in the UK, you can find it on snatchedmerch.com as well. Oh yes, it's on snatchedmerch. Um, my jockstraps will be available on snatchedmerch soon. I just have to figure out a way to get the get them over there. And uh, if you're extra lucky, if you check Depop, you might be able to find one-off Polaroids as well. Just to. Oh yes! How did I forget? Thank you. You're reminding me of all the things that I forget to say um i'm selling my um my drag some of my drag stuff on depop and my signed polaroids um yeah so i'm gonna be having an online sale on instagram live and probably a week or two so uh, yeah check out stuff if you want to get my old sweaty drag clothes <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on the podcast today i've thoroughly oh, enjoyed thank it thank you so much right, bye bye darling Thank mm-hmm. you.